Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. This is Joby Bowie. This is the Over It podcast, and this is our fifth edition now. Today, we've got a very special guest with us, Rachel Willie from down in Devon. Um, she is a probation officer for 23 years. She's over the last three years has been a therapist and a coach, and this has been instrumental for her going out and helping people. And this is our mission as well. So we're in for a treat today, guys. We're going to have a great conversation all about how to help people overcome um, things that they might be going through in their life. And uh, Rachel's definitely got a lot of experience and knowledge in this area. And um, I'm sure we're going to have a, have a great conversation as well. So good morning, Rachel. Thank you for giving us your time. Oh, good morning, Joby. Thank you so much. I really no, appreciate this opportunity. No worries. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on and uh, looking forward to hearing about your story and especially being a probation officer for 23 years. And I'm sure you've got some, some <laughs> stories we can delve into there and being a therapist and a coach as well. I'm sure you're, you're helping a lot of people. So Tell us a little bit more about your background so people can get to know you and um, and then we'll take the conversation from there. Okay, sure. Well, yes, I've been working as a probation officer for 23 years this summer, just gone. And mainly in that time, I've done, I've done all the different roles that you can do in that job, but mainly in that time, I've been working in interventions, running um group work programs with people to help them change the behavior that's brought them to us really. Mm. And my specialism in for the last 15 years has been in relationship aggression, working with men who have struggled with that in their relationships and that's brought them to the criminal justice system or through the family court. And I absolutely love it. It's amazing work. It's challenging. It's interesting. And most of all, what I love is just, having the opportunity to help people see that they're not stuck where they are, that there's so much potential, that they have so much potential, that, that everything is available to them once they open themselves up to really understanding themselves and learning skills and tools and strategies to shift what they want to shift and just, just lead a, a more peaceful, happy life. And um, so it's been interesting that that path and I still really, really love that work. But if, but a few years ago, I was just sort of getting this feeling that I just thought, I think there's something else. I think I'm meant to be doing more besides this. And that's kind of, that is what ended up happening. I, um, I stumbled across the, the core method that I use in my private practice and um it's it transformed my life and i then took an opportunity when it came along to train in the method and immediately started working for myself as a therapist and a coach and it's been that's been an interesting roller coaster journey in itself and i've had some incredible experiences with people and it just feels like a huge the whole thing just feels like it's a great privilege and I uh, to, and I just keep learning I'm a bit of a mind geek because I'll you know probably tell you about the method that I use and how that works and I'm always always reading always learning I'm always watching talking with other people about what we do and having great expansive conversations so yeah, yeah it's pretty, 
Oh, so I've got a little bit of curry there. Do apologize. Can you hear me now? So I took, I I took my headphones out. My headphone, for some reason, was jumping left to right. So it was um, a bit weird. But so I've just, I apologize for a little bit of sound. Uh, but yeah, so tell us a little bit about the method then. That sounds quite interesting. That could be this delve straight in. Um, it's mm. a great story. And I'm sure we're going to um, hear more about this in a bit. But that method bit, the where you're saying what you use. The, Sure. Um, delve into that. If that's right. yeah. How do you do it? I um, so it's called rapid transformational therapy, and it's quite unusual, very intensive. Um, it's not a talking therapy, and it's not a method that's designed to be used multiple sessions, week in, week out, for months or weeks at an end. It's designed to work fast, hence the name rapid and uh, it gets to the core of the issue very quickly and I'll explain how and probably the best way to explain how it works is to describe a typical session when I work with a client so what I'm just what I'm going to describe is is um, for me anyway because there's lots of people that use this method across the world now um, this sits in a package of support and coaching but if I describe the 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 session itself or a session itself is probably the easy, easiest way to understand it really <clears throat> excuse me so the uh, there's some preparation work obviously there's a consultation a very thorough consultation so I know exactly what the client is wanting to achieve from working with me and then when we start the session and the sessions can be face to face or they can be online which is wonderful which has meant that I've worked with people all over all over the world really um, anyway so the session starts with me taking the client through a hypnotic induction so hypnosis is the vehicle for this method and it's nothing like I always say to people you know forget what you've seen on telly with the stage hypnosis and people being made to run around like chickens it's nothing like that this hypnosis used in this method is just a very, very simple, straightforward of relaxation, taking the mind from, I would say it's like turning down the volume on the conscious mind and turning up the volume on the subconscious. And there's a reason that we want to go to the subconscious because that's where all the information is stored in relation to the problems that we face. Pretty much everything from conception is stored in our subconscious and, and it's so rich in information that accessing the subconscious can help us quickly understand what's at the root of an issue so that's the first point so we go through the hypnotic induction it's very similar to meditation it's the same outcome just a different a different process really but just deep relaxation and once the client's nice and relaxed I then ask their mind to take them to scenes in their past that are all to do with the root, the reason and the cause of the presenting issue. And it's absolutely fascinating. And obviously, I've experienced this process for myself quite a number of times in relation to different things. When the mind is, when the subconscious is given space like this and the, the volumes turned down on the chattering conscious mind, it's amazing what the subconscious is able to show you. So we go to, when I work with clients, we go to at least four scenes. And what we're looking for is 
the subconscious program that's been running in the background for that person that's that's interrupting the present so it's a bit like you know sitting in front of your laptop and you're working away and all is well but all of a sudden it starts to glitch then then it freezes then the screen goes blank and it's because there's a pro program running in the background that you don't even know is there and this can very often be what happens for us as human beings we have programs lodged in the subconscious that we've acquired through our lives because we don't arrive with them that then cause the issues that we you know that we face so first of all we go to the scenes and we're information gathering and there's a very very specific way that i support my clients in being able to explore the scenes and what's most important is the belief what we're looking for is the belief that they've created about themselves as a, as a result of the experience and the emotional resonance attached to that what's actually happening in the scene is is isn't so relevant often it, it's really obvious why the client's gone to that scene but it's more to do with the belief and the and the emotional resonance and so we explore all of them and, and very often there's a theme or a number of themes running through the scenes that enables the client to go oh, i see i just i really get this now i can see i can see what's been going on and um as you can imagine, depending because everybody responds to this in their own unique way. For some people, that's a very emotional experience, and that's absolutely fine, and 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 it's good because it's part of accessing and letting go, and there's so much that can get trapped in the body as well as a result of what we go through. And then uh, we go back to the scenes. And we start to disconnect the unhelpful program. And again, I do that in a very specific way as part of this method. Everything in this method is very simple, but very, very powerful. And start to install a program for that client that is so much better for them and that is unique to that client. So I don't use scripts or anything pre-formatted. I do use some notes that I've gathered from the consultation. And really, I'm going with the I'm going with what surfaces. I'm always just going with the client. They are in complete control of the session. They can come out of hypnosis at any point as well. And I always say to them, "There's nothing that could surface in any of your scenes that I don't know how to respond to." I'm very, very experienced with human beings and the human experience and human pain and, and all, all the things that, that, that we experience around that. So there's nothing that could come and so many incredible things have surfaced and I just go with them. And uh, then once we reach the final, the sessions are quite lengthy. So when I use this method, the session is between two and two and a half hours, sometimes three if I'm working on certain issues. And the last phase of the session is where it's, I call it the sort of final summary and installation of the new program for the client. And so for between 15 and 20 minutes, I'm talking to them continuously. They're still in hypnosis and that's recorded for them. So they, they have their own unique bespoke audio that I make for them in the session. And then they listen to that for 21 days consecutively following the session because the mind, as I'm sure you know, the mind learns by repetition and reinforcement. So that's a key feature of the method. And often my clients say they really love 
listening to their recordings because they 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 are for them you know it wouldn't be any good to anybody else it's completely designed for them and in that recording is the is the new powerful program using all their words and phrases in terms of what it is they want to to achieve what it is they want to let go of interwoven with powerful hypnotic commands and words and phrases that the mind really likes and locks onto and then I bring them out of hypnosis and we spend a bit of time just reflecting not there's no need to talk a lot after the the after or at that point because we do the work together as we go along and then as I said there's a I offer a sort of between a two to three month follow-up process as well with um, support and coaching um, following a session so does that make sense <laughs> yeah absolutely it sounds great I mean that's uh, definitely a, a very personal service that you're offering as well and it just it seems that you're really getting deep into the core of the subconscious mind and that is where everything happens isn't it and you know even for myself everything i've been through i know that my subconscious has always been been the leading driver of yes the experience the thoughts the pain and everything like that so if we can get into that is that do you find there's a like a common denominator of when you're speaking to people, certain things are coming up with an average of people and then you can deal with that? Or is it every single person has got something totally different? There's a real common denominator of not, uh, there's several, not feeling good enough, um, not f believing that you don't belong, believing that you're not worthy, believing that things aren't available to you, so there's some real, um, yeah, some real common themes that often feature in, in what surfaces for people in all kinds of different ways. And I never, um, I never prejudge. Often when I'm talking to clients, I can hear in the consultation phase, I can, there's all sorts of things I can hear and I'm making notes and I could make assumptions about what, what might be there, but very often it's not that at all it's something else and it can be so the mind is so incredible i'll give you some examples just to illustrate how it works sometimes so so it can be really subtle one lovely man that i worked with for depression his first scene he was six years old and he was on the beach with his cousins and they were all getting changed to go in the sea and he was just stood there and he said they're saying to me you can't you can't you can't come in the sea, you're too small. So it was nothing, what we were uncovering was nothing to do with swimming or the beach or any, it was the belief you're small and therefore you're insignificant. Therefore, therefore you're not as, you know, you're not as, you're not important. You don't matter. This is what the mind does. And it was so interesting when he came out of hypnosis and obviously we went to other scenes and those, you know, that, that thread continued and other threads as well when he came out of hypnosis said to me well there's two things first of all he gave me immediate eye contact which he noticed before i did and he said wow i've never he said that's really different i'm looking you right in the eye and then he said um i've always believed that i was small physically smaller than every other man in the room and he's a completely average height average build man and it was just fascinating, you know, so that, that, that's a good example of how subtle it can be sometimes. 
and then sometimes it's a lot more obvious but yes to answer your question there's often those common themes that those heart those harsh beliefs that we create about ourselves because we come here perfect yes perfectly perfectly programmed for success and it's our life experiences that get in the way and start to interrupt that perfect program yeah, but, we, the perfect, but the perfect program still exists yeah absolutely but we do talking about programming is something i've noticed with the people i've been talking about everyone talks about programming 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 which happens from when we are very young and all of a sudden that comes into our, yes. our hood and we again we're just running on that subconscious mind and we don't know yeah and you don't even know we're doing things no and you know and when we're going over certain patterns and full patterns over our head that's when the, the anxiety in and all these different things so with your common denominator that you find is there something specific that you do to help people overcome that i know you've got the hypnosis but is there anything that you give people to take away from when you go and just to hmm. yeah to so so what's happening in the session is when the beliefs are being un so i'm 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 taking note of the beliefs that are being uncovered as we're going through the process and then the the disconnection that i spoke about earlier so as i said first of all we uncover what's there and then i go back with the client to flip it to reframe it so that what's um what's happening as part of the process in the session and then what's in the recording in their audio is that is the is the reframed beliefs so for example when the belief of i'm not good enough is there what i'm getting the client to work to to actually say out loud and then is woven into their um is into their audio is that you're more than enough you always have been you always will be and etc 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 so everything is in the present moment because the mind only understands the present the mind doesn't understand hope or might or wish or it only understands present language and as i'm sure you know and i know from the fantastic conversations that you've had with other people on these podcasts you know so we many links. spoke about this on yeah. every single podcast we've done so far we always come back to being in the present and it's, it's amazing it's like that a big smile on my face <laughs> yeah so and anything that follows i am so the mind, uh, the mind doesn't know good from bad. The mind will simply accept what you tell it. Your mind is always listening, and it doesn't go, mm, "Excuse me, Joby, it might not be helpful for you to for you to think X, Y, Z." It'll just respond to the word, you know, to the words that you say to yourself. This is what's so important: is our inner dialogue, and really, that's what I'm doing with the client: is getting them to see the inner dialogue that's been going on that's been driving the issue and and switching that and it's very powerful when you do it with the subconscious because the subconscious is so suggestible and and receives the the the, the command um m much more quickly than through the conscious mind but obviously we need to work with both so i also give clients ideas and suggestions of things that they can say consciously to support the work that we've done subconsciously so it's very very much about 
how how you how you talk to yourself the the words and phrases the um, and particularly like i said around those harsh self judgments and instructions so the, the understanding that you are instructing yourself by saying certain things and your mind will just go ahead and follow follow the instruction and in fact well later on i could give you an example of how i use yeah. this consciously in a situation yeah. that i found myself in Great. I'm sure people get a lot of value from that. So just touching on something there, what I've picked up is, is obviously the language. When, we're, when, when we are talking to ourselves in a good, positive, upbeat, lifting our energy, um, we spoke about this on the last one, Tony Robbins, a great one for moving your body incantations and really driving it into yourself. Um, and if, obviously if you're in a mood and you're bringing your energy down and you try and talk to yourself and you're hunched over and your energy's low and like that's not going to affect you. If you really want to change and you want to get there, you've got to get your body moving. You've got to lift your body up. You've got to lift, open up your heart space and really just draw it in, haven't you? And mm. language, me, language is something that I've really learned. I'm like, the word cold is actually banned in my house. <laughs> I've got one of them things. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to get ill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's just one of them things where I try and stop myself saying certain words, because if I do, then I, I know I'm talking negatively. Mm. And I'm always trying to talk positively and I'm always trying to think positively. You know, obviously you have your days where things happen, you know, just yes, very quickly but it's about knowing how to overcome that so it's exactly just to to the listeners if something does happen in their day they're on a good path and all of a sudden something happens what do they need to do to change that and get back on a on a good path i think the first thing is just to be is to accept that this is part of being human that mindset is a daily practice you don't you don't work on your mindset and go, oh, well, great. I've sorted that now, right? What shall I do next? You know, it's a thing that we, that we have to, if we're interested, it's a thing that you have to work on every day. And I think the first thing is, to, is, is always to come to yourself with kindness and, and without judgment. And that's hard for us to do as human beings. But with practice, you can get good at this. So being able to step back, it's about being curious, first of all and being interested in yourself, hovering over yourself with curiosity and stepping back and just, and just noticing first of all, what's going on. That's the first stage is being aware. And there's obviously, there's so many great practices we can do to support ourselves with that meditation. I've heard you talking about meditation with, with other people that you've been interviewing. I, I am a meditator too. And also, using mindful practices so so that you can start to spot when something shifts within you and just not resist it that's that one of the great things i've and i'm still learning is that you know the more that we we resist what's surfacing the, the greater the more powerful it becomes so allowing yourself to to be with whatever's there and then choosing to shift away from it so um you might use uh depending you know depending on what works for you you might use 
like you were saying, actually physically shifting and shifting your energy and getting your energy flowing again and choosing to reframe if it's around what you're saying to yourself, choosing to reframe those thoughts and to, to something that's much more constructive. Because I know sometimes, you know, positive thinking can be viewed as, oh, that's all really nice and fluffy. And, but it's, it's about being resourceful. It's about using your mind in a way that's going to work best for you rather than work against you. So um, something that's very, very powerful for us to say to ourselves is I'm letting go. I am letting go in this moment. I'm letting go of that. I like, I like that. <laughs> that's yes. very, very oh, it's, it's one of the most incredible because there's a lot that we experience that's outside of our control. And there are, there's a, there are very simple ways of just pausing and working out actually, is this, um, is this within my control? If it, if it is, then what can I do about it? And you can go into sort of action planning or I'll do this, I'll do that, or I'll schedule some time to look at it tomorrow. Or um, in this, is, is, is this something that is outside of my control? And often for us it is. And we can spend so much time overthinking and worrying about things that are outside of our control when actually if we can just let them go, and I'm not suggesting you just go, oh, I'll let it go and it disappears again. It might surface again the next week and we have to let it go again and it might come back, you know. So lots and lots and lots of strategies. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's about what I like, um, which is why I'm, why I'm doing the podcast as well, because everyone I'm speaking to, everyone's got a different little view. So maybe a good way how I'm doing it as well as maybe looking at this is a big jigsaw puzzle. So you're taking a piece from every little person you're learning from or things you pick up and, and make them form your own puzzle. Yes. Form yes. And just do a little bit here, a little bit there. Oh, I like that. I can mm. do that. Um, I don't like that one. I don't, <laughs> I'm not yes. going to that, you know, you're not going to, people are not going to resonate with no. everything, you know, but there might just be one nugget that go, ah do you know what if i do that and i implement that that can help me change my life that can help me get over that little situation or that can help me change these negative thoughts i keep having and it's going around my head and something especially with you with the work you do as well as a probation officer for 23 years i'm sure you've seen many cases maybe we could delve into into that if you want because i'm sure, sure yeah great stories there as well how yeah. do you do that as well how did I get into that? Probation officer, yeah. Yes, I. Um, I just think I was always, always interested. I've always interest, been interested in people. I've always really loved people, and and um, even as a even as a really young person in my teens, I worked as a I worked in the youth service, and um, I went to I got a job in my early twenties in the states working for a. Um, a private social work agency with young people in care. And it was the most incredible experience. It was a baptism by fire. I had no idea what I was going to, but I'm so glad that I did it. And lots of those young people were young offenders. And we're talking, you know, they were, they were gang involved. There were, when I worked with the children in um, children's home, some of them had to wear um, 
uh, bulletproof vests when really? we went home at the weekend wow, because the areas that they were they were living in were you know were, were dangerous and and I think that's what really got me interested in criminal just working in the criminal justice system um, and so while I was there I was only there for 14 months it was a sort of you know a, a contract while I was there I decided I was going to train as a probation officer and I I applied and then I trained at Exeter University actually for two years and it's oh, it's just been such an amazing incredible experience I've learned so much and I continue to and again for me it's about it's always about really wanting to support people and understanding that they they're so valuable you know we're all we're all as valuable as each other we're and and i think you know the people a lot of the people that i get to work with have had such terrible experiences a lot of them growing up have believed that they're stuck believe that they just are that and that they'll never you know that 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 often their low their confidence is really low their self-esteem is really low it doesn't often look like that because what you see is all of that disguised by indifference and defense and aggression sometimes and dismissiveness but actually what's going on underneath is is vulnerability and um just being able to and 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 I think I've always really enjoyed the challenge of because a lot of the a lot of people don't want to be there <laughs> they're not saying oh yes let me let me into this group I can't wait to sit down for two hours and I can imagine yeah <laughs> and that's I, I, not a normal situation you put yourself in is it it's no not. no and I quite often say that to them you know but it's wonderful how because I'm so fortunate I get to work with them for a long period of time, six months usually. And um, at the, often at the beginning, you know, there's this resistance and indifference and, and all of the stuff that goes with that. And just watching, and not everybody, obviously, not everybody has big shifts, but a lot of people do. And watching the unfolding of somebody and beginning to trust in us and the process and then starting to say, actually, I'm going to really miss this. Can I stay on? You know, it's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's got to be quite um, fulfilling for you as well. It's very fulfilling. And of course, the whole point is that in enabling them to change, what we're, what we're aiming for is, is that the impact of their behaviour is, is lessened. So, you know, in, in the work that I've been doing for the last about 15 years, in relationship aggression you know their their partners ex-partners and children have been massively massively impacted by their behavior and they have too so the idea is obviously that in working with them they become less harmful they become less risky they and what i have noticed is that when people start to really realize their value and their worth and they start to like themselves more and um develop that they start to let go of resentments they start to learn how to step back from situations and take responsibility for themselves rather than blaming everybody else and there's a lot of blame in this initially and a lot of minimizing of responsibility and so forth and it's a great thing to watch somebody just start to really own their stuff 
And uh, that's so powerful. Once a human being does that, then I would say once you own it and you take responsibility for it, there's so many places you can go. And and uh, and often it's really it's really helping helping those men understand that then, you know, often they've been told, oh, you're just like your dad, you're just like your brother, you're just like this. It's just is reminding people you're not you're not like anyone. You're you. You're completely unique. Therefore, and you get to decide who you are. You get to decide how you are. You don't have to follow any anyone else's path. But of course, that can take a while to let go of and 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 then and step into you know a different a different part of yourself really. And again, sometimes when people say, "Oh." I don't want to change and I uh, or I, I don't see why I shouldn't I always say well really you're, you're not really changing you're just shedding layers that you've acquired that aren't really yours it's about just you it's actually the opposite it's going back to the truth of of who you really are not all this crap you know that's been built up over the years yeah I can imagine, imagine um quite a task as, at some point as well um especially with people who have been in that system and then you're trying to get them to think in that way of way of mind and uh but it's quite quite hard but very fulfilling once once you've done that um so you touched a little bit on um like violence as well maybe i know there's a few people listening to this that might have gone through a bit of domestic violence and drunk partners or whatever it may be um is there something that you see with the people that you help um, go through this and um, how do you deal with that? Do you mean from the perspective of the person that's being violent or the, from yeah, the perspective of the victim? I, I, or? A bit of both really. I mean, mm. quite, quite interesting to get your point of view on on both sides of it really i mean i know you've probably had to deal had to deal yeah. with it. so it might be interesting to to delve into that a little bit as well because i know there's a, probably a lot of people going going through things out there with with their partners and in bad relationships they might be wondering how to get through things they might just listen to this and go oh, for, is there a way to get the relationship back together again or is it just you know, do, do we need to? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends on each individual and the situation. And there are ways to get the relationship back together with um, working hard at it in terms of communication and and learning. And again, if you're so, if you're the person that is the aggressive one if you and, and often it it can be two ways too but let's t sort of deal with them separately so um like i said the first step in if you're really wanting to change that behavior is really owning it and reaching out for some help now sadly there aren't there there aren't as many community agencies as there could be you know there's so much more we could do if the funding was available before people even reach the criminal justice system. So many men I work with say, oh, if I'd only known this 10 years ago, if I'd been taught these things at school, if I was aware, I wouldn't even be here. And it's so true. So ownership and a willingness to shift is absolutely essential for 
anyone who is is starting to recognize that how their behavior is becoming destructive and then for victims there are and it can be very very difficult you know when people feel very fearful about reaching out feel very and often so um, worn down by the experience that they're having that they don't even feel they've got the confidence or the energy to reach out for support but there are there are support agencies there are um, you know through uh, through women's services and through social services and through the police it's possible to but particularly looking for community for community resources in your area and reaching out and having a conversation because the and I know for so many people that's the hardest thing to do but there is there is support available once you know once somebody does that and there are uh, again it very much depends on where you live in the UK and 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 funding in those areas and so forth but there are some really really good there's some programs for women to help them understand what's happening in the relationship and build their resilience and um, also to help women um, remove themselves from relationships that are just so toxic and um, dangerous to be in so um, I think it's, yeah, it's looking for in your community what's available and, and approaching those. But I say that with with the full knowing that that's very, very hard for people to do at times and feeling so, because there's so much at stake often um, in taking those steps. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know a few people that have been through it and I probably know a few more that are going through it right now. Um, so it's just no matter what it is, just um, take it one step at a time and, mm. and do obviously always do what's right for you as well. Yes. If you're in a very toxic relationship, you know, make that decision. And um, it might be hard at the time, but... <laughs> Mm. could be the best decision you ever make sometimes your worst day becomes your best day yes absolutely absolutely and you're so right about doing doing what is right for you and what you were saying before Jovi about um you know we're, we're all completely unique so not 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 everything that's available resonates with everybody it is it is experimenting with different things and 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 trusting your one of the things I love to do with people in both in both settings of my work is is supporting them in trusting their intuition, it, trusting that gut feeling of what what feels actually feels move out of the head and get into how how does this feel for you? What is, what are the feelings that you're getting in relation to this? And but I also I say that with acknowledgement that when you've been through very very difficult things like an abusive relationship sometimes you can't even and I'm, I'm talking on both sides as well sometimes there's a lot in the way of being able to reach that that trust in yourself often often that's been eroded sadly but it's possible to it's possible to relocate it 
and to develop it with the right support most definitely. And there are relationships that recover and I've seen that. Um, and and then, then there, are, there are relationships where the absolute best thing to do is for that couple to part. I mean, it's, it's so true. And so many people always, you always hear, oh, we're staying together for the kids. Yeah. And, you know, and that's probably not the best for the kids. <laughs> no, not when, not when you can't be um, civilly co-parenting, no absolutely and we always say the best thing you can possibly do for your children listen to the men that we work with is have a civil functioning respectful relationship with their mother because often there's so much resentment and the and the children are so caught in it all and once that starts to drop and i have genuinely seen men let go of that resentment and come back to a, a place where they can uh, engage with the with the mother of the child in in a in a much more just yeah much more mature caring way. Then that that how you you know you have to put the children at the centre of your of your of your decision making and how you manage yourself most definitely because they are the ones that are so affected in all of this. Yeah, absolutely. So true. And, you know, and that, again, it comes back to the being programmed when we're young. They're, yes. going, they're going through a lot of very negative situations now. Mum and dad always fighting, screaming, violence. That's going to really affect children. It <laughs> does. It's really going to affect them. And they will, it will get them as they grow older into their subconscious. I know even when I was young, my mum and dad wasn't a violent uh, relationship, but I had a split up when I was young and um, it affected me and my sister. Uh, yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a hard breakup, but it wasn't violent or anything like that. But it was, um, it was, it definitely affected me growing up as a, as a child, even when I was 13, 14, 15, it made me quite violent. It made me quite, quite angry quite negative all the time i was a totally different person then so i was mm. now you know and I, I really rebelled i didn't go to school i didn't didn't want to learn anything i just was so affected by it at the time now i look back at it and that's i put my finger on that what it was now but i didn't know that at the time no of course I, not yeah. you know and that and this is this is what i love Another strand of the work, again, whichever setting I'm working in, whether it's in probation or whether it's in, in my own practice, is just really supporting people in understanding themselves. And as you, you said before earlier in our discussion about how, you know, as children, we, we, de we develop coping mechanisms in relation to the experiences that we have because that's all that's available to us. But what happens is very often those coping mechanisms that served us then, that protected us, that kept us safe often, um, and, and in other, other, other ways as well, then start to show up in adulthood because that pattern has been embedded in the subconscious. It has become part of an automatic program. And then in adulthood, here we are, we find ourselves in, you know, in relationships at work, 
etc 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 and that that coping strategy pops up and it and it doesn't serve us so being able to understand that and and let that go and put something else in place is so powerful and again it's never it's never with judgment it's always from a place of of how i work anyway and i and my colleagues do too you know from just understanding and you know we're all flawed human beings we've all made mistakes we've all done regrettable things and it's never about judging it's about it's just it's about learning and understanding so that we can shift yeah it makes so much sense so much sense it really just it's so simple but you know this is what we need to do and it's just about one day at a time doing the work working on our mind working on on ourselves working on our inner work working on our language just to and keep the more we do it, it's like going to the gym mm. build our muscles we go to the gym every day look good but we have to build our mind as well and people don't do that they don't no. They don't work on themselves, and that's something I really want to get implemented in. In this is giving strategies, giving techniques for people to go away and go with something so simple anyone can do it. And just the breathing techniques, the mindset techniques, the meditation techniques, whatever it is that we will put together over the podcast, just take them things and just and just really go out and change your life and whatever it is that you might be going through right now totally and they're all ancient things i believe that we were all meant to be taught these strategies i believe that um and i just feel that with the, the human race has lost them you know meditation is ancient mindfulness is ancient breathing breathing is our anchor breathing is incredible just pausing and taking proper deep breaths three deep breaths and allowing allowing that process allowing the oxygen to flood through your system it starts to clear your mind it's such an amazing anchor and they're just they're very very simple strategies that somehow i think started have got lost but i do feel now more and more people are interested are becoming interested in their inner world and it's true we're not um, unless you if unless you're fortunate enough to have somebody teach you this or um, or you grow up in an environment where these kinds of things are spoken about and encouraged you know we don't know I was listening to the is it Chris the the, the yes it's Chris yeah yeah when he's he was saying he's such a good guy oh it's a fast fascinating um conversation the two of you were having when he was saying and i totally understand he was saying until i was 30 i didn't even realize i had a body you know we're so disconnected and once the once you start realizing um that it's all connected and how the body talks to them to how the body talks to the mind and how the mind talks to the body and the how intelligent the heart is and how intelligent the gut is you know we we we've got these amazing resources and everyone's got them and that's the other thing i'm very passionate about is is helping people understand it's not just for the select few that get to learn these strategies and get to 
achieve what they want to achieve in life it's available to everybody and and but it's about locating it and learning how to use it and and as as you were saying you know and keep using it you know it's not we have to we have to exercise it we have to have to be interested and work on it every day um but the more we do the easier it becomes and the more automatic it becomes because that's our then the mind responds to that yeah i couldn't agree more the more we do something the easier it, it gets i live by that motto i, I love i love learning and we live in a day of information now you know there's not nothing we can't access 20 30 years ago we wouldn't have been able to sit here and talk about this over the internet and and provide this information for people it just mm. now we can literally access anything that we want to learn is there for us to learn so if there's something that we want to overcome if i'm feeling negative i'm got depression mental health issues ptsd whatever it may be you know there's so many different things out there now, and there's so many different labels now as well yeah like, you people go to the doctors and they just get this label now mm. like and I find that so sad. Me like, too. I, I, I refuse to go to the doctors unless I'm <laughs> seriously, yeah. seriously yeah. ill, or I've got to go for one of my legal cases. Like, I just, I don't like going because the information they're being given is so outdated. They're giving it, being given it by the big pharmaceutical companies just to sell their drugs. Like, it, for me, it's just it really goes against my views and what I want to do, like holistic healing and being natural for me is, is the one of the best things I've ever found. Mm. Knowing how to heal yourself and get in the mind, the body. One of our first podcasts we've done with Anita, she was, she touched on this quite a lot about how to connect the mind and the body. And mm. that for me was like, even though I knew it, it was to hear it from someone else in a different way was was fantastic you know so there's all these different things out there we're learning anything we want to learn now but it's just a matter of us actually applying it yes and people wanting to do it people don't want to do something they're not going to do it no and then they no. just you keep going over the same thing and getting the same result so yes. people are actually going to want to have to do this they're going to want to have to change and hopefully with your help um and the information you've provided is something that they can put together take for themselves watch over and over and over again listen to the podcasts and and just really go out and absolutely help and change your life yeah um, it's um no it's essential that the want to to change um for any of us it's it, that again it's at risk of sounding cliched we are the only ones that can do it. Um, and I've found that sometimes that is that shift in itself is massively powerful. Just the, the, um, the, the hunger, the hunger for something different. And I've seen people again in probation and in my own practice, because they've reached this point of just being like a sponge so open and um wanting to absorb everything and applying everything and the shift that the, the rate of change can be phenomenal you know obviously it's it's unique to each person but but sometimes 
that in itself is is phenomenal in how someone can can massively massively change their lives but as we said it has to come there's no and i'm always really really aware of that in my work when i speak to client when i speak to potential clients you know a consultation i always say to them you know you've you've really got to be ready for this and i mean most of the time they are because by the time they've rung me they're they're deciding well i'm i want to do this but um you know because it's doesn't it's not all just going to happen by magic you've got to be invested and you've got to make conscious choices to support yourself and then the same in the other area of my work and i i would say to to the men in in that space um my job is to bring everything to you to share everything with you to teach you some some really simple tools and strategies and support you every step of the way what you choose to do is up to you how you meet us in that is your choice and um there's no that you know there's no kind of we're not putting any resistance there then you know it really it really is a personal a personal choice yeah it certainly is and so it's a great way to, we're just coming up to about an hour and it's gone pretty quick um so just to finish off, is there any strategies or anything that you really want to, that we haven't maybe not touched on that you could give to the people to take away and, and to help them go forward? I think um, the, how you talk, noticing how you speak to yourself is absolutely key. So tune into your inner dialogue and how much are you uh, criticizing yourself um, giving yourself unhelpful instructions, so things like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad at that," or "I don't deserve this," um, "I'm never going to do X, Y, Z." Notice the quality of that inner dialogue and start to shift that in the direction of what it is you would like to achieve. And speak to yourself in the present. I am. So it's interesting what you were saying about about. Um, in your house i'm always saying to myself i feel amazing i'm so well i'm vibrant my skin looks incredible i'm powerful i'm knowledgeable now sometimes you can be sure there are days when i don't feel quite that but again the more you the more you build that into your inner dialogue the more your mind starts to accept what you're telling it so sometimes then there will be a little bit of trickery involved because sometimes clients say to me, well, I don't actually believe that. And I say, well, no, not, not yet. But the more you are invested in this and the more you practice that, you, you know, you are programming. It's not just fluffy feel good. You are programming and your mind is listening to what you're saying about yourself. And uh, so that's very, very powerful. I would really encourage people to explore meditation. For me, it's been a game changer. And if there's anyone listening who, like me, I, I dipped in and out of meditation for a long time. I could never make it a consistent daily practice until I discovered a method which I will um, share. It's called Ziva Meditation, Z-I-V-A. Really, really simple, straightforward, demystifying of meditation. It's perfect for people who either think they can't meditate or think they haven't got time so that's a, a wonderful resource to check out 
Um, there are different ways of learning that. You can read a book, you can do an online course, you can train live. I did, I read the book and I did the online course and I haven't skipped a day since. It's been wonderful. Yeah, brilliant. If you could share a link or something with me so people can access it. I will. That, that would be great. I'll put that on the, it, it, uh, on the, on the link of the, the podcast and the YouTube. so good. I will, most definitely. Is it, um, is it an easy technique, is it? Yes really easy it's uh it's what they call a tri a, it's a it's a uh trifecta i think emily fletcher the founder calls it of um a, a little bit of mindfulness meditation and manifesting and i it, i wouldn't be doing it daily if it wasn't easy and it's it, it's it's the way i describe it's like mouthwash for my brain i can sometimes feel it almost feels like somebody's taken my head, the top of my head off and pulled out cotton wool <laughs> and put the, I just feel so much clearer and more effortlessly present as a result of using this method. It's just, it's really, really wonderful. I've, I'm recommending it all over the place. So yeah. I'll definitely Med Meditation for me is one of the most powerful things I've ever discovered. Yeah. I wish I'd have been taught it when I was a kid. Yes absolutely and if you've got children please start teaching your kids to meditate because it will absolutely transform their life and um, and again if there's anyone listening that thinks it's all a bit woo and a bit you know a bit fluffy and sort of sitting with your legs crossed with your your you know your hands in funny positions don't worry about that it's more it's more to do with how it makes you feel and how it supports you in your life, especially in managing the stresses or this managing the demands in our lives. And, and uh, it's very, very, and not just this. I mean, obviously this is a technique that I've really found useful. There's so many, um, but it's just, it's just one that I can recommend and, and, and using mindfulness. There's lots online that you can explore around mindfulness and um, uh, bring, bringing yourself to the present because and again, the present is all that we have. And we're, if we're present in the present moment, we are, we are really supporting ourselves and it's the present that creates the future too. So it's that thing of being not, one of my colleagues um, at work, he's wonderful, and this is his phrase. So um, if you've got one foot in the past and one foot in the future, you're pissing on the present. And so <laughs> it's a really good down-to-earth way. I of love thinking. that. That's brilliant. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. He uses that all the time when we're, when we're teaching this. So, so bringing, bringing yourself back to the moment. I also wanted to mention, and I don't know if you know of them, um, Joby, but I'm sure you'd be really interested. There's a there's a there's a new initiative, well, fairly new initiative, I think, over the last couple of years. Andy's Man Club. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. No. Again, I'll send you the link. They're fantastic. Um, fantastic. I believe they're charity. Basically, Andy, one of his family members, I think it was his brother or brother-in-law. Uh, died by suicide and obviously devastated his family and and now he and other family members have set up this fantastic um community free community support for men and it's he, they're they're developing um 
Um, they've got groups that are building across the country. We've got some in Devon, but I, I think they're in Yorkshire or certainly somewhere in the north and they're, they're spreading all over the country and they're free drop-in uh, sessions on Monday evenings specifically for men just to go and talk and be around other men. Um, and I, they're a wonderful, um, they're, they're all over social media, but I'll send you a link. And, yeah, please, um, that'd be great. I'd love to connect some. Yes, you yeah. might want to. They, the founder of that would make a great uh, yeah, person to interview for a podcast. So um, I thought you'd be really interested in yeah, that. Thank so, you. That'd be great. So there are some, uh, and and I would just say, reach out to somebody. You know, find find a good coach, find a good therapist, find a practitioner, and do a bit of research and find someone that works for you. Like we were saying before, you know, there, there's so many different methods, so many different approaches. Find someone who you feel you can connect with, who you, who you feel you can be safe with, and access that support. We all need to support each other. And, um, you know, and also just because you, if, even if you're listening and you're in the wellbeing industry yourself, you know, I reach out to a coach sometimes. I have, I do work with other therapists to work on my own stuff. So we all, we all need help at times and, and um, having space created for us to explore, to explore our stuff. And there's absolutely no shame in that. I think it's a really, really healthy thing for all of us to be doing yeah no worries at all thank you it's really good had a got a lot of information there i hope you guys enjoyed this as well um so if people do want to connect with you and uh, get in touch with you how do they do that so um i'm on facebook rachel willett if you um rachel willett rtt for great self-confidence and superb self-esteem it's quite a long but if you if you um, look up Rachel Willett RTT on Facebook. You will find my page. You can email me Rachel at rachelwillett.com and I have a website which is rachelwillett.com and I'd be delighted to to chat to anybody. And the other thing to say within that as well, I never ever try and persuade anyone to work with me. I don't, um, I'm not interested in that at all. I just love to talk to people about where they are, what I do. And if that if it feels right to proceed, then it does. And also, if it doesn't feel right, I can always direct people to, to to other resources that might be more suitable for them. So I'd be delighted to connect with you. Yeah, that's anybody. great. I'll put your links in the uh, description as well so people can easily access them. And um, and we'll go from there. But guys, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, this is the Over It podcast. And we'll be back next week. See you soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.